Are you feeling disconnected? Have you lost trust in your own inner guidance? Are you looking for a deeper meaning in life or the meaning of life? Visit wellnesscontinuing.com for spiritual tools and resources to facilitate your inner growth and help you to connect with your true nature. From a free podcast about consciousness and the afterlife to blog posts, from healing music to dream work and more, Wellness Continuing is the place to elevate your heart and mind. Visit wellnesscontinuing.com. Donna Boyle is a direct messenger for spirit, medium, author, animal intuitive, and teacher of yoga, meditation, and consciousness. Her passion this lifetime is to support the current shift of soul consciousness. Donna's connection to souls in the non-physical world has deepened her own spiritual practice and allowed her to step fully into her soul purpose in this lifetime. She currently gives private and group readings teaches online intuitive development classes, and is developing eight books, fiction and nonfiction. She can be found on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Donna's past life lineage dates back to 203 AD with Sri Babaji to the early 1900s with Sai Baba and Anne Frank. She works with all her guides, your guides, and many others during a reading. Her writing is influenced by the musings of spirit, Today, she works with clients individually and in groups as a clear conscious channel for spirit, bringing guidance to spark their soul. The journey begins within. Welcome, Donna. Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Well, we can see each other, but everyone else can only hear us. Yeah. That's okay. That's Good right. to hear you. Good to hear you too. <laughs> Donna, tell me. You're a medium, and that was something that it took me a long time to understand and reconcile that that's actually something that can people can do. People can talk with people who have crossed over, which then implies that there's a continuity in life. So how did you know you were a medium? Were you born with this? Let me first say about that word medium, mm-hmm. if I may. Of course. Um, I was I was not born with that. I certainly knew what that word meant. And when I first started seeing spirit, I didn't like the word medium. I felt that medium put me in this box. And as I progressed in that journey and the new paradigm and what is coming up for us in this new dimensional shifting is medium still works, but really a lot of people only think that the word medium means I connect with those who have crossed over when it encompasses so much more than that. So when I first started seeing spirit and my mom was like, oh, let me know when you're going to start doing readings. I have so many friends here. And I'm like, mom, I'm not saying I'm a medium. I only just started seeing spirit. But I requested from spirit a different term for what I was going to do. And over those, over those years, I came up with Oracle, um, which people love because then you are speaking through and 
and and any sort of spirit or entity or loved one or guide was able to come through you. And then about a year and a year ago, I'm doing some stretching on the floor in my room, my morning stretching, and it's dark and something clicks on my phone. So I'm stretching while I'm looking at it and I'm in my direct messages from on Instagram. And I heard spirit say, you are a direct messenger. And I'm like, oh, I love that. So now I say I am a direct messenger for spirit in addition to medium and all the other things. And when I first started seeing spirit, I assumed that this was the first time I had ever seen, seen spirit. I assumed that. That was incorrect. There had been many times in my yoga journey, I owned a yoga studio, there were many times where so many synchronicities as you have had and where I was lifted away from my physical body, that was way before I became a medium. So that gave me the indication there was something larger than myself and then that allowed me to want to continue that, want to feel that again, want to see what that meant. And then as I progressed as a medium, I had some very interesting interaction with a small little girl. And that caused me to have some conversations with my sisters. And my sisters then told me that I had an imaginary friend as a child, as many of us have, and that I would speak to that child. I would bring food in my bedroom at night to feed that imaginary friend and I would, I, I questioned my sisters, then what happened? And they said, well, mom and grandma just said, ignore it and she'll go away. She did, but she didn't go away. I buried her. And then in the course of the last few years, she came back and she needed me to figure that out. So in answer to your question, yes, I did see spirit as a child, purposely buried it, denied it, which is a, why a lot of us are here to learn and to get other um, feedback from people, which my parents at that point, my sisters at that point, that caused me to deny that. And then it took me a good 50 years to get it back. But I, in the meantime, I just say it was a promotion. I, I went from a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. I got promoted to becoming a direct messenger for spirit. Now, there's a lot there to unpack, but let me just ask. Who I know. It's wonderful. This is great. Who was that girl? I did a meditation. I was in Virginia. It had to be about two years after I saw my first physical entity become physical in front of me, um, that which was Jerry. I was doing a meditation. I had some backache going on. I was doing a meditation. As soon as I closed my eyes, a very, everything is in my head, right? And where it's positioned, what it's wearing, how it's communicating with me is something I interpret. So this little girl was off in the distant and she was dark, dirty face, dirty hair, dirty teeth, scared the crap out of me. And I set an intention early on that, oh no, that is not going to happen to me. I have a gatekeeper. I have everything. So I shut it down. I shut her down. I opened my eyes. 
I immediately called my good friend, Diane, who is now in the world of spirit. And I told her and she said, oh, Donna, that's just a piece of you that wants to be heard and seen. Just call it in and love it. And I got mad at her and I said, oh, no, what the F? And I hung up. I said, no, no, that's not it. And I hung up. And I thought about it. I called her back and I said, of course, you're correct, Diane. She knew more than I did at that moment. Of course, you're correct. So I'm going to do that. When I got up the nerve to do it again, I sat in that meditation. That little girl immediately appeared. She was about six or seven years old. I called her in, in my mind. I said, come here. I'd like to speak to you. And I, you know, in my head, put my arm out and pulled her in. And as I did that, her dress neatened up, her hair got tidy, her teeth got clean, her face got clean. I called her in and she said, my name is Stacy. I said, welcome, Stacy." And I, we talked about love and thank you for showing up for me. And that was it until I told that story to my sisters. And then what so, happened? You want to hear that too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's more to, more to this for sure. <laughs> yes. So a month or so went by. I lived with Stacy. I set her up as a gatekeeper to one of my physical mediumship tools. And because everything has a gatekeeper, everything has a director, a guide. And I finally told one of my sisters, the sister I slept in the same room with, I told her that story. And that's when she told me, oh, Donna, you would not shut up. You had an imaginary friend as a child. I want to say her name started with an S. You would bring food. You would talk to her. I would tell you, shut up, stop, shut up. It's time to go to sleep. And that's when I asked her what happened. And that's when she told me that grandma told my mother just to ignore it and it would go away. And then I asked her more and she said, I can't give you any more. That's all I remember. Why don't you ask Jolene, which is my oldest sister. And when I asked Jolene, she said, I'm pretty sure her name was Stacy. It was definitely an S. So in that moment when she confirmed that, I literally heard the bell go off in my head and Stacy gained her wings and she flew away. Wow, that's an incredible story. Now I I no longer had as had her as a gatekeeper anymore though. Right. <laughs> she went away. She went away. But that was good. So it came full circle all meant to happen. Everything that comes into our perspective, our vision, our meditations is meant for us. And to not use anything as good, bad, right, or wrong, because the new paradigm is about non-duality. And I went there when she first appeared. I went to bad, negative, scary, until my friend shocked me out of that and said, invite her in and see what she has to say. And then she transformed. And she transformed, transformed. But I get how that's scary, right? I've had images at night. I've had spirits sitting on my chest and said, whoa, dude, back off. But I understood that. Um, I've had voices in my bedroom and I just said, not ready. Come back at another time, please. Um, but I trust my gatekeepers that everything is for me. I trust that. So I think it's important if anyone wants to start this work is to set up a gatekeeper if they're worried about that. Um, I've heard from spirit many times, if you're doing some sort of ritual before each session of something, spirit has said, you don't need to do it more than once. We heard you the first time. So once you set up that ritual, it is there. 
and everything's fine. It should be good to go. Um, however, there are, I'll call them lower vibrational spirits out there for sure. And they will come in, they will attach. Um, and that's when, again, you learn your lesson and what's going on in your life and figure that out. But I, I hear that. Yes, everyone can do this. But I always like with my students to take everybody back to square one. Beginning meditations, beginning thoughts, beginning visions, and start from scratch. From a clean slate. Clean slate. Absolutely. Tell me about your teaching. You teach uh, psychic and medium development or spirit connection. Yep. Um, I've always, uh, since about 20, 20, 25 years ago, I've been a yoga and meditation teacher and practitioner for many years. So again, I just thought this was a promotion. I love to speak. I love to teach. That was part of me. And when I started seeing spirit, it just kind of evolved. I was open to anything. I said to spirit, whatever it is I'm meant to do, um, I'm open to receive this. I didn't put limits on what I was meant to do. I was told by other mediums what I was meant to do. Um, a lot of that hasn't even come to fruition yet. So I'm working my way there. I enjoy teaching. So yes, I do online or in person intuitive development classes, mediumship development classes, any sort of meditation classes that someone would like, either one-on-one -on -one or group. Tell me about the yoga training. I'm curious because a lot of those kinds of um, internal arts or um, ancient practices such as yoga, that can open you up even if you haven't connected with that spiritual realm. That's something that occurred for me. I think I've had some I've had some experiences as, as a young person, but I always tucked it away. I didn't understand it and I didn't want to look at it. Um, and then it was the medical Qigong training that opened me up to, um, to being sort of where I'm at today. And um, so I, I noticed that that was the gateway. So was the yoga a gateway for you in regards to spirit connection? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, it was, I, I left my husband and I was in the process of really figuring out my stuff. And I had gotten in after about three years, I'd gotten into a relationship that I just couldn't quit. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I love the guy, but I just didn't like the relationship. I didn't like me in the relationship, but I couldn't leave it. So I would leave for a day, come back. I would break up with him for a week come back. I would break up with them for 10 days, come back. I just couldn't stop that cycle. And I knew better. I knew better. So I was with my therapist and he said, which I think is very important. And he said at this time, this has to be almost 30 years ago. And he said to me, what would happen, Donna, if you did not call him again? And I immediately responded with, I would die. And we both looked at each other and went, who said that? That was powerful. And he said, you might want to try yoga. <laughs> so that's what I started. And then at that time, I did a lot of past life work on myself. I just Googled past life meditations because I knew that I would die statement did not come from that Donna sitting there. I knew it and he knew it. He knew me well enough. So I started doing a lot of past life regression work on my own, just figuring it out. And I saw so many lives with this guy 
so many lives where I left him and I died. I broke up with him. I died. I always died. He never died. I always died. Broke up with him. He killed me. Broke up with him. I jumped off a cliff. So many lifetimes where that happened. So I was able to use that then each time I broke up with this guy in this present life, I would say to myself, Donna, you're not going to die. This is a perfectly healthy thing to do. And the times got wider and wider. So I started practicing yoga. did a lot of maybe one or two years of practicing, went on a ton of retreats. A lot of Kripalu started my training on a lot of workshops there. And then I eventually did a 30-day teacher training, which was out-of-the-box transformational. Like they should tell you at the beginning, don't call your mother when you're in this 30-day retreat. That's the last thing you want to do. So I called my sister instead of my mother. My sister would say, don't call mom. Do not call mom during this time. And my mother's passed now, and I'm sure she's laughing right now in the world of spirit. But that was transformational. And I was older at the time, and there were a lot of young, youngers there. And I would say, you need to have a therapist on duty when this course is going on. They eventually did that. They eventually called in more people for that. But yes, yoga was transformational for me. The first time I was taken off my mat in an out-of-body experience happened when I was teaching the meditation to my students. And in that moment, I said, yeah, there's something more here. And I just had that, well, this is wonderful. There's something more here. This is wonderful. It's not all about what's right in front of you in 3D. I think that's really powerful information you're sharing. And I agree with that. I, that's been my experience with, like I said, with different ancient arts. That's incredible. With your yoga then, so it elevated you, let's say, to another level. It raises your vibration. Raises the vibration. Just like food, meditation, dealing with children, being in the water, all of those things raise your vibration so that you can hopefully hang out in that vibration more. Right. I was going to say some people have difficulty even understanding when they're, when they're learning all of this information, uh, even what vibration is. So it's interesting and it's very helpful that you share an example of how the vibration can be raised and what that looks like. So when your vibration is being raised, like with the yoga, you're saying that it can cause almost a bit of instability that you might need a little bit of guidance and support during that process. Is that right? Yeah. Because when I was just practicing, I wasn't teaching before my training. When I was practicing, when I did Kripalu, a lot of Kripalu, a lot of um, Iyengar, the hardcore stuff where you held poses and yacht sweaty, that sort of thing. But then when you lay down in relaxation, a lot of crap came into your mind. And sometimes that, I'll call it crap. Sometimes that wasn't a healthy crap, but it caused you to bring that up. Once you sit and like, you know, when, you know, when you tone or you chant and you sit in the silence after stuff comes and you have to deal with that. And a lot of that for me wasn't the healthy kind, but I viewed it that way. I thought like my inner child would come a lot and she would say, let's go see that guy. Let's go watch. And I'm like, okay. But it was only because I needed to learn more from that person. So I took that as a sign, not a good or a bad, but a sign. 
So yeah, there were a lot of moments where I went further and further, but I was doing it five days a week. I was doing it so intensely because I had a business that I worked nights. So I had days free. I was intense in that process. And when stuff came up that I didn't understand, that's when my therapist helped. I did a lot of dream analysis. I did Jungian dream analysis for a year with a specific therapist. That was transformational. So I had a lot of tools in my tool bag. And I think that's very important, not just one thing. And then if one thing doesn't work, don't deny that at another time. You might have to pick it back up again and say, now it works, just like food. If we didn't like broccoli, it's time to pick it up again and maybe try it because it's good for you. Um, my folks worked at health institutes, so they always brought to me healthy eating, all these different types of other non-traditional healing elements, tachyon beads, hyperbaric chamber, the TDP lamp, far infrared technology. So that was almost 40 years ago too. So I had all that in my background, but I think it's important for everybody to be open to hear, discern what works for you and what doesn't. Just as food, when you take it in, you chew it, you chew it, you discern, do I like it? Am I going to spit it out? You swallow it. Your stomach discerns, what do I need? It starts to go through. You integrate what's healthy for you, and you eliminate the rest. Same thing with a spiritual practice. Take in what resonates. Don't just do what that guru, I'll put that in quotes because I'm not a fan of that word, what that guru does, discern in that moment. Oh, that, that feels good. I'm going to try that. I'm going to integrate that. I'm going to practice that. And then that lifts your vibration because it's you doing that work. Make sense? It makes such perfect sense. You are always the teacher. I really, I really <laughs> love, I really love um, the analogies you give and the advice you give. I mean, you're saying look to others maybe for guidance, but don't take everything word for word. Find your own way, find what works for you. Discern. Discern because you, and discern happens in that moment. I have a lot of people say, well, I went to talk to a bunch of people about this person and then I decided not to do it. And I said, that's not discernment. That's using other people's information. Discernment happens in, in that moment. How does your body feel? How does your heart feel? How does your, what is your gut telling you about that? I, I, I it's tricky when, you want to evolve, right? That's why we're here. We're here to evolve. So to, to hear the same thing over and over again, you should be saying to yourself, what am I missing? What am I missing? I'm missing something. Um, and I say that to myself. I'm like, I, well, here's that image again. What does that image want me to know? What does that thought want me to know? What does that phrase want me to hear? I'm sharing things right now that I brought through as a messenger for spirit two and three years ago. And as I call it up again now and I share it, people are like, oh, I'm all about that. And I'm like, holy crap, I bought that, brought that through years ago. So it's about the vibration of where I was then, where I am now, where everybody else is now. No good, bad, right or wrong. But vibrationally, we all want to put out that love for everything and everyone. 
a love vibration in order to expand it so that the oneness is created expanding more and more with love. It's beautiful. Donna, tell me then about this next phase of awakening, global awakening that's occurring. You talked about that in the beginning. Tell me more about that. You've heard about the shift in dimensional consciousness. The consciousness shift, the the new paradigm versus the old paradigm. I've been hearing from spirit for the last three or four years about we're in 3D here, three-dimensional. There's fourth dimension, there's fifth dimension, there's sixth dimension and beyond. A lot of us reside in fourth dimension where we're figuring out there's more to life. I feel different. I'm starting some sort of spiritual practice. I'm realizing things that I'm saying are affecting other people. I should look at that more. It's not just about everybody else. It's also about what I'm doing and my integrity and my purpose here. Then there's fifth dimension where now you're realizing, wow, that wasn't love what I just said. That wasn't with my highest intention, my highest purpose. So you're beginning to recognize the love that's in each present moment. You're beginning to recognize more present moment awareness. You're beginning to see when you're not living in the present moment, when you're sitting there and your mind wanders and you're blaming and you're judging and you're not loving, no good, bad, right or wrong, because there is still duality. People are still saying there's only two emotions, fear or love, and I don't agree with that anymore. In the new paradigm, there is only love and what is not love. So fifth dimension, you're really figuring that out. Well, how do I get to a different dimension? So you're carrying that vibration with you. And that vibrates out into the world and to everybody around you. You don't have to tell someone what to do. You don't have to tell someone that that was wrong, that what they did or right. Your vibration, your love vibration is changing the world. And then you move into sixth dimension, which isn't easy. And you float back and forth. Sixth dimension awareness is where you become the shift. You're not looking for the shift. You're not moving into the shift of consciousness. You become the shift so that things around you no longer throw you off balance because you are the shift. You become that love vibration. In sixth dimension, it's seamless present moments where you live your life and you don't say, oh, I get what that just had to do with what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter anymore. You don't analyze anything. You just move along and you're open to so much more now because you're not living in the past. Now, I do a lot of past life stuff and I'm good with that, right? Past life, sometimes you do have to go there. And I still process my past lives, but I do it in a sense of as I'm walking forward. So you become the shift, new paradigm, non-duality, no more good, bad, right, or wrong. It doesn't mean, though, that things don't hurt, that we don't get sad. 
but we look at, but that we're not afraid, but we look at those things and we say, I see you fear. I see you sadness. Thank you for showing up. I love you. And we call it in just as I did that little girl in meditation. We call it in as love, as love, as bringing love. So it's not, it's not what I'm afraid. It's how am I not loving my fear? Because it's still going to exist. It's the only way to evolve, to accept whatever is out there and bring it in and love it. That's a lot to take in. And I love every bit of it. <laughs> I just wrote based on a, a reading I did about two years ago. I have on my desktop so many readings that I need to transcribe because they were so powerful. So I picked one a couple of weeks ago and it was about what I just explained. And I said, I need to write this down. So I, I put it in a blog and it's actually on one of my blog where it's written, but it's good to experience, right? Just like we integrate food, we have to experience the situation. We have to experience how we are the shift and not allow other things to push us off. So I'm to understand that we're here to experience contrast, that, you know, earth is where souls come to truly get some really, really good experience to grow the soul. And it's because of the duality. It's because of the light and dark. If we then aim at to raise our vibration and live in that five, six D dimension. Um, so do, is it because we don't need the contrast any longer? Is that, is that what that means when we raise the vibration, the soul is now elevated and awakened enough that we don't need contrast of the 3d world. How does that work? That's a good question, put very profoundly. So I'm going to take us back to the beginning of time as humans, um, as a direct messenger for spirit many years ago, which is another one of my blogs, I was speaking to a creator God, and he showed me, and the gentleman I was with as we were meditating, he showed me the beginning of time. Now, this is for my visual, right? It helps to have a visual. Did it really happen? doesn't really matter. It brought about this metaphor, right? This way for me to teach this beginning of time. So as a beginning of time comes in, we are, we are this beautiful love vibration. That's how we come in, right? This beautiful love vibration. But we were affected by others, we'll call them other entities, and they put us to work. I'll put that in quotes. They put us to work. And in that moment, we worked. We will say, this is what I was shown, but again, this is just a metaphor. We built pyramids and we were so happy. We were love filled building these beautiful pyramids as these, as these non-dimensional souls. We were just souls of love. That's what we were. And we build these beautiful pyramids and we stand back and we're adorning our work. We're like, this is beautiful. And some other entities come in again, not saying this happened, just saying this is the image I got. These other entities come in and they blow up our pyramids. And in that moment, we became three dimensional. In that moment, we brought in fear, hatred, anger, uh, negativity, uh, 
Oh my gosh, every other emotion that you can imagine. So now we're three-dimensional beings. We come into this planet, which I'm going to say I know. The planet Earth was built as a school for us so that we can come here and learn things because our soul doesn't need anything to learn, right? Our soul's already got it going on. But now we've, I read this the other day in a reading, the spirit said, your soul, oh, now I can't remember. You know when you're on a school bus and kids are in there? Oh, precious cargo. Your soul, spirit said, is precious cargo encased in this physical body. And we come into this world as love because we're just a soul. But yes, then we encounter all the other duality. But that, that was the idea. We came in to get that so that we can learn love again, so that we can come back. So our soul is always that. Our soul is in here. We are souls. We are not souls in a physical body. We are souls. And we are precious cargo. When we start recognizing we are soul, we're like, ah, soul, I see you. I one time saw it on a yoga mat. I was doing yoga and my soul was right beside me doing something exactly as I was doing. And I said, what are you doing out there? Come back in here. So I knew that. I saw it. I saw it. So now I speak. My soul speaks, right? Everything I do is from my soul. So it's an evolution. We now get to this point, And I've been at this evolution for so many years, it seems, where I myself am finally figuring out this six-dimensional piece of seamless present moments and going forward as your soul so that other people see you and see your soul, which in turn leads me to see others as their soul. So if someone does, someone wrote on one of my YouTube videos, I don't agree with this. There is no good, bad, right, or wrong because there's so many people out there that are doing those things. And I said, you're absolutely right. But it doesn't mean that it means that their soul chose it for this lifetime to teach us something. So what am I learning from that person that did something horrible? What am I learning from that? And how can I send love to that soul? Because if we're all souls in the oneness as one, then I want my vibration of love to hit that person too. Because that soul who did that, I'll put in quotes, bad thing, has enough on their plate in this lifetime. I don't want to add more to that. And again, I said, it doesn't mean there isn't pain in the world. It only means that I would like to extend my love vibration to anything out there that needs the reminder that their soul is love. And that anyone can come back to love. Anyone can come back to love. That's the bottom line. It's as simple as that. It's love. Yeah. And no love or fear. Right. Only love. Only, only love and what is not love. So the only way I can recognize what isn't love, what isn't love is to look at what isn't love. And that puts you at such a place, like for me, food is a big thing for me. I've been through so many, so many years of food. I, I, I was hated food, loved food, anorexic. I've been every side. I've been every side. 
till I'm finally at this place for the last, we'll say 10 years, I can go into a grocery store, look at something, and my stomach will immediately tell me if I want it or not. So I do the same thing with people. Not to say that there are bad people, but there are people that just, my vibration does not coerce, want to create with, send them love or be love and just be out. Because I can only send love. I can't send light. Light is knowledge. I can only send love. If people are open to receive love, everybody really is. It's a vibrational thing. But sometimes people aren't open to receive that. It doesn't mean I'm not going to keep sharing it, though, right? I'm going to keep sharing it, though. Absolutely. Abraham Lincoln. Is he a friend of yours? (laughs) Mr. Lincoln. Mr. Lincoln just continues. He started early on when I was giving one of my very first readings, he popped in and I questioned it. This guy looks in my head. This guy really looks like Abraham Lincoln. How do I say this to my client? I finally said, do you have some sort of connection to Abraham Lincoln? And she's like, I love that man. I feel that we have been through so much together in many lifetimes and his qualities are, and she just went on and on. I went, holy crap. Okay. Abraham Lincoln is here. But then he started appearing to me in other forms. Uh, This road that I passed by every day on my way to work during that time. I never looked. One day I looked and it was Lincoln Drive. So many, so many synchronicities with this man. I don't know how I finally, I have to look back in my notes, how he came. But typically what I do with all my spirit guides is I try to find out which past life we've been together. And he was a very instrumental past life of mine um, where I was a young slave and he came to rescue me. So it's taken me 10 years to figure out that past life. So in the meantime, he comes around whenever I ask. He's definitely uh, will will come into about 20 to 30% of my readings as a guide for the person I am reading also. Um, And they will always agree, oh, I loved Abraham Lincoln. In fact, I was him as a, um, in a, in a play when I was 10 years old and I went very cool, very cool. So spirit guides. Yes. He's one of my spirit guides. Um, he and uh, Jerry Hicks have this sort of bromance going on in my head most of the time. And, um, they've been instrumental, um, in helping me. He's helped with parking in New York city. He's helped with, um, so many, things that I do, I've asked for his guidance and he's come through with pennies, uh, anything you could ask. That was from me. I said, thank you. I always say thank you. So yes, Abraham Lincoln is a big part of my life. And you said Jerry Hicks as in Abraham Hicks? Yes. Jerry Hicks was the, I did not know him. And he was the first spirit that appeared to me in full manifestation of the physical form. I, this was before I became a medium. This was this was the moment that got my mother to say, oh, Donna, when you're ready. Um, so I was sitting in my bed. I'll tell it quickly. I say it. I, I've told it before. Sitting in my bed, I was actually watching my first ever Abraham Hicks video. My mother and my brother were all about them. They kept saying, Donna, watch this. Donna, watch this. And who's Abraham I was Hicks? In, Can you explain explain Abraham? Abraham Hicks is the, Abraham is the entity that Esther Hicks channels 
and Abraham Hicks is what they call their, that's their marketing, um, Abraham Hicks. So they're very popular, um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. Jerry was her husband. Esther was the channeler. Um, and she just, well, so one day they were meditating and she starts channeling this entity. So again, this is what my mother and brother were telling me, but I'm like, I don't have time, you guys. I got other things to do. So I finally sit down to figure out watch this video. And I had already done some readings with a gentleman in Virginia who gave me some spirit guides. So I knew how to work with spirit guides. So I was already on that level. I'd already been practicing yoga for 20 years, already figuring my vibration is going up, but not using that word. Watching the video and this man appears in my bedroom sitting next to me and he's in full physical form. He's really good looking. He's an older man. He's got glasses. He's got this tie on. He's dressed in a suit. And I'm like to myself, I'm going, wow, just my type, an older, <laughs> unavailable man. So I say to him, I look at him and I'm like, I'm not freaked out at all. I look at him and say, who are you? This is pretty cool. Who are you? And he points to my screen and he says, click the link. Click that link right there, Donna. It's calling me by my name. I look at him again. I'm laughing. I said, yeah, but you just, I want to talk to you. Who are you? Tell me who you are. And he kept saying, Donna, click the link. And again, it, Tanya, if I touched him, he maybe would have disappeared or maybe my hand would have went through him. But he's appearing just as anybody would. And full manifestation, solid. So I finally look at the screen again. I click the link and it takes me to a picture of Jerry and Esther Hicks. And that was who was sitting with me. And I turn to look at him and I say, hey, that's you. And he's gone. So in my thoughts later on, I'm like, he had to appear that way because I wouldn't have believed it any other way. It was my first experience with this. I would not have believed it. And that pushed me to figure out what our past life was together. Did lots of meditations with him, saw lots of mediums that said, Jerry's here, gave me more information. So I had that confirmed. But yeah, he was the first one that I saw. He never appeared like that again. And no one has ever appeared like that again. But we've all had moments like that. And you shake your head. I bet you, you have had that moment where spirit says, I have to do this because otherwise you wouldn't believe it. And then it's your choice. Do you go forward? Do you want to learn more about it or just stay there? And that doesn't matter to me, good, bad, right or wrong. I decided I needed more because in that point in my life, I had nothing else. There had to be something else. So I just pushed myself and I Googled everything I could find on when spirit appears like that, found nothing. My mother sent me a book that told me that helped me out a lot. And then I just kept meditating, kept asking, kept calling them in, kept talking to my spirit guides. It's free will. It's still a choice. We don't have to accept it. You know, I, I mean, I've heard people say uh, they tried to maybe deny their gifts if they have some kind of mediumistic or psychic connection um, that's just always kind of in their face. And I guess some people, it's just their mission. I mean, it's something that they need to complete. But from what I understand, there is still a free will option that you can choose to shut it down and not follow that path. I mean, we all are sovereign spirits. Exactly, and this is this is my knowing, okay? Other people may disagree with what I'm about to say, but I know that we're put here with the plan already 
It's already playing itself out. So it doesn't matter which way you go. If you decide to do another path, that's what you were meant to do. If you decide to date someone that wasn't healthy and then you come back to your path, that's what you were meant to do. So again, we're in this new paradigm of no good, bad, right, or wrong. So I can't say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No, that's what I was meant to do. When I learned that and integrated that, and then that became my knowing, again, everything just opened up. Because I'm like, oh, should I have said no to that? Yeah, I should have, because that was what I was meant to do. So I never look back on the choices I've made anymore. I just keep going forward. And that pushes my, I don't use the term free will, that pushes me in my choices. Because I think, yes, if you want to say free will equals choice, I'll use choice. It's the choice I made right now for my soul. And then if I come back to a different path, I may veer, I might come back. But even if I veer, that's what I was meant to do. I feel so much better about my life. I feel so much better about my moments. Like, should I have said that to my daughter? That doesn't matter. I said it. Let her figure it out now. And if I said something that, that wasn't appropriate, certainly I'm going to apologize. And that's my lesson, <laughs> right? But if someone didn't like something that I just said with integrity, then whose lesson is that? So you're saying it's not quite free will, but a choice, but I kind of see them being quite similar, but you're yeah, also saying to. it's predestined, that things are predestined. I'm saying that you made this life plan, like you died in the past life. This is again, this is my knowing. There's a lot of people that don't go for this. This is my knowing what I've seen from spirit and what I work with. You get into this in-between life. We've all talked about the in-between life and you decide you do your past life review or you talk to your guardian angel or whatever it is, but then you have the choice. Do I want to go back to this earthly school to learn more things? Because you already know it all. You already know it all, but you may want to go back to help others. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back. So here's me. I'm in the in-between life and I'm like, I'm going to go back. And here's what I want to do in that next life. I want to date this man that's really just not good for me. So who can be that? And someone raised their hand and says, well, I've been with you in so many other lives. I'm going to do it again for you. I'm like, great, you're on board. And then my guardian angel will say, well, Donna needs to write a book. Who can help her write a book? And then there's the soul down there. I'll do that. I'll do that for her. I will help her. And Anne Frank is one of my spirit guides. So I see Anne Frank in the in-between life. She says, I'm going to help Donna. I'm going to be there when she starts to write her young adult novel. I'm going to be there. So that's what happens in the in-between life. And you make your contracts, right? We've heard about contracts. You set up your contracts, family members, uh, friends, everything could be from past lives. Everything, your life is planned out. You see it until that moment you come here and you're like, oh, all I know is love. And I forgot what I planned, but I want to get there again. And there are some children, right? We've heard these past life stories of kids that have remembered their past lives. Oh, I love that. I love that. I always tell clients with children, if they ever say anything, do not deny it. <laughs> Just pull it out of them more and more. So yes, that is my knowing of the work I've been doing over the last 30 years with spirit. That is my knowing that we've planned everything out. We've already planned it out. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean, let me give an example. My friend 
that I knew in Virginia, Diane, who I mentioned her already. Very powerful soul. Very powerful. She had always said in her life that she was going to die young. She said that. And I said, yeah, but can't you change that? This is before I knew any of what I just said. But can't you change that? Don't you have a choice to change that? She says, no, there's free will. I can still do what I want. So she ends up passing. But about two months, unexpectedly, about two months before she crossed, something came to her. I don't want to give the whole story. But something came to her that told her, you better do this now. And she told me about it. And I said, well, then you better because you got it. It's a clear message. She said she wasn't going to do it. She was going to wait till after the holiday, which was two or three months away. And I said, okay, that's your choice. She died before she did it. So what I know now, and I see my, this happened to my mother also, what I know now is you decided in your in-between life that you would send these signs to yourself that said to yourself, here's an alert, here's a red flag, do this instead of this. And you made that choice not to. I just, something about the term free will just doesn't resonate with me. And I, I still don't know why. So I'll keep using choice. Sure. So you made the choice not to do what your soul had intended. You had that opportunity. So I do know just on based on a couple experiences that you can send things to yourself to say, oh, maybe I should do this, which would in turn cause you not to cross. But you have that choice. But that's your lesson, too. Right. And you also had a lot of lessons for people around you. Right. So when someone crosses, it's not for that person. The lesson is for everybody around that person. So how does that sound? That kind of like. That sounds a little complicated, but I can kind of see how that all connects at the same time. Um, this is not easy stuff to digest, especially for people who are new to this. Right, right. But it's a great perspective, and I really appreciate you sharing all of that. And I will never share. I made this point when I first started this work. I will never share anything unless I fully integrate it myself. Right. Unless yeah. something from spirit world has come through and give me that acknowledgement. So this is, comes from my knowing. And, yes. and when you get to knowing, that's you know receiving it, being aware of it, receiving it, integrating it, practicing it, and then it's knowing it. Yes. So some, some of us have to jump off that leading edge. For years, you heard teachers say, we teach from the leading edge. Well, if we teach from the leading edge, people are only seeing the leading edge. They're not seeing anything else. So it's time for teachers now to jump off the leading edge so that everybody that is in that third and fourth vibration can see, holy crap, oh, now I get it. So I don't teach from the leading edge. I, taught by, I, I now teach by jumping off. I like that. So you do readings, you have a blog. What else is on your website? I have many blogs um, that are all on my website um, based at certain times in my life where I've channeled entities and, and become a direct messenger from spirit for spirit. I have, I do classes. Yes, I do readings. I do readings all the time now online and Zoom. I was doing Zoom four years ago. So Zoom now is, <laughs> Yay, everybody does Zoom now. 
Um, so I do readings. I do Zoom. I do a lot of events. I do some free events to get people kind of into what I do. I do something called the Spirit Dictionary. I do events called Name Your Spirit Guide, Name My Past Life, where people will just come in to the group and I will just pick a person, give them a spirit guide, give them a past life, or pull a word from the Spirit Dictionary. I was all about, like a big part of my life was all about, I want to be different. I want to be different. So I open to spirit and say, what's different next for me? What can I do now that's different? So all people, all anybody needs to do if they're interested, there's enough information. On, I'm on all social, social, social media. I have a YouTube channel that has followed this progress for the last four or five years. So you can start from the beginning talk about the rift and the shift, which happened about two years ago. So all of these things that have happened each year, I will give something which is the intention for the full year. This year it was about becoming multidimensional. I'm excited to see what happens for 2022. Very nice. And what's your website? My website is evolutionforyoursoul.wordpress.com. Um, I'm sure Tanya will share a little link to link tree, Absolutely. which has everything there in one. So you don't have to remember anything, but link tree. I am on all social media. So check it out, book a reading. You can certainly talk with me first if it's something you've never done before. Um, during a reading, I say, spirit is going to send me what your soul needs right now in this moment for your evolution. So I will spit out everything uh, for confirmation, for validation, whatever you choose. And then we talk a lot about you'll ask questions or you'll elaborate. It's fun. It's a fun reading. It's not something to be people say, should I be afraid? No, you shouldn't be afraid. It's fun. Spirit's only going to send you what you're ready for right now. Right now. That's good information to give because I was terrified when I had my first mediumship reading. I avoided it for several years. Yeah, mm. because I was, I just, mm. because the, the idea of it be, maybe being true, well, I don't know what was more terrifying, that or just the, the yeah. experience itself. I mean, I, oh, I was petrified of it, but um, yeah, it was uh, very enlightening when it happened. I think just be, just like yoga, meditation, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. You know, readings. There are good mediums. There's no good, bad, right or wrong, but there are certain mediums that do it different ways. I do it my way. It's a different way. Um, different things will come through for different people. I'll certainly communicate with a loved one that has crossed. That can happen. I'll give you spirit guides. That always happens, at least one or two, to help you with your day-to-day -day life, your day-to-day -day experiences. And some people do come into a reading afraid, and I'll immediately pick that up. So what I'll say to them is, I work off your vibration as well as my own. So the first thing I ask them to say is I am open to receive. So yes, you need to be open or spirit. It's like pounding a brick wall. I'm like, you know, I got to tell you, it's only happened once or twice. I got to tell you, I'm having a tough time here. Is there anything you can do to let go just a little bit more to let more in? And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I was holding on, but there's that thought in their head that this isn't real. You know, she's reading, but I know nothing about people. I go in cold. I'll do a phone call. If you don't want to be seen, I'll do a phone call, but I go in cold. I don't want to know anything. If someone emails me and says, should I tell you anything? Should I ask questions? I don't want anything. I want to let spirit run the show to prove that this is the connection that's being made. 
I love that. Donna, this has been an amazing conversation. We went all over the place, some profound <laughs> question and answer and some fun stories. Donna, thank you for sharing your heart and your love with the world and the connection with spirit. You are definitely a direct messenger. Thank you so much, Tanya. So great to meet you officially now. I look forward to hearing this when it comes out again, because I love listening to myself. <laughs> I love listening. Oh, who said that? Oh, that was me. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Donna Boyle. For more on Donna, please visit evolutionforyoursoul.wordpress.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And check out wellnesscontinuing.com for spiritual tools and resources to elevate your heart-mind. And be sure to join me next time, where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.